Content for this episode was provided by thoughtful listener, The Abhorrence of Life. He assures me that this is an obscure exalted reference. Thanks. If you want to rocket your recommendation to the top of the list, sending us a legally acquired PDF is always a good way to go about it. Hello, and welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we meticulously clean and detail a dead horse to win the fickle affections of Senpai. This week, we're alternating between reading and staring in mute, goggle-eyed horror at Maid, the game where a collection of Japanese maids gets fetishized and the points don't matter. We're joined for this episode by guest commentator Claire, who read this book for our amusement, and is still not wearing the maid costume we bought her, even though we spent all our advertising and hosting money on it. Penis-wise is my favorite punk band. <laughs> I go see Penis-wise. Yeah, Penis-wise would totally open for Crummy Dildos. <laughs> Again, Crummy Dildos is a crazy Finnish inventor. Yeah, he's a crazy <laughs> Finnish inventor that has a one-man band. And a musician. Okay, well, welcome back to System Mastery. Uh, uh, hello, John, how are you today? So good. And hi, Claire, how are you? Um, subservient and mischievous, just like a maid. Hooray! <laughs> it's just like a maid. Yeah. Maids are kind of just people with crazy agendas that live in your house but want you to think that they love you. Uh, and take your money, I guess? I guess, although a lot of them uh, don't seem to work for money, according yeah, to this. I don't like, think the issue of payment generally comes up in this. No, they, well, no, there's a few of them that, there, there's a few things that are specifically like, you are here for the money, you are a contract maid. But then there's other ones that are like, your parents died and the master took you in. And Oh yeah, there's ones where it's like, you're the master's childhood friend and you want to take care of them. Right, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, this week we are reading Maid RPG. The game where you play as a Japanese maid in a Japanese house, but you wear a Western maid costume unless you don't wear a Western maid costume. In which case you wear a Japanese maid costume unless you wear a Chinese maid costume or bondage gear. Um, it is a game with... Kind of light-hearted, simple rules. Uh, it's very fast to play, and it makes me barf. Yeah, I, just a little bit in my mouth. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was kind uh, of a lot. I I, I, I had I, trouble cleaning it up. I get barf taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's roll through the basics of of uh, again. This is this is a game where you play as a maid and you live in a house, and the DM of the game is called the master, uh, and they are uh, another person who lives in the house, and your job is to do maid stuff. To curry their affection and favor. Mmm, curry. Mmm, and get some curry. Mmm, Tim Curry. Yeah, your master is Tim Curry. I would be down with this game if that were the case. If Tim Curry was the master of the house, you're just playing like, uh... No, but he's the butler. He buffles. Well, no, he'd be be the master of the house. He'd be the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If, if If the whole game was just hanging out with Dr. Frank and doing what he tells you in his crazy house full of, like, weird people in suits and 3D glasses... 100% on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no problem with that. Then you get to play as Columbias and whatnot. That would be great. <laughs> you get to play as Columbians? Yes, Columbians. All and, right. And, and, and riffraffs. You're probably wizened, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. To, to make your character in this game, uh, the whole game is D6-based. And it's one of those great games that's got D6 percentile tables in it, so you can you have a bunch of D66s and even a D666 roll that you can do that we're going to talk about at length in a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate the commitment to not using any other dice. No, just... Except for that thing that lets you use other dice. Oh yeah, there is one effect <laughs> in the game that lets you switch to using other dice. So, uh, okay, 
there are six types of maids. You roll on a chart on, of a d6 to get what type of maid you are, and you, get, and you roll twice. Yeah, you get two of them. You can be the same thing, and then you are just double that. And I believe they are Lolita, pure, cool, boyish, heroine, and sexy. Clearly, all the great female archetypes are represented here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, for example, is a, uh, I believe, a Lolita. Yeah. Yeah. Double Lolita, no yeah, less. Yeah, she's a double Lolita. Which, she's just had really ro- low stats, that's yeah. all. She's- I really was sad when they took the double Lolita out of the KFC menu. That <laughs> 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 sounds more like a Taco Bell thing to me, but alright, sure, yeah. <laughs> the double Lolita crunch? Yeah, double Lolita crunch with uh, ranchero sauce. Oh, 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 that's, that stings. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, each one of them gets a plus one to one stat and a minus one to another. So, for example, if you're boyish, you'll have a plus one to athletics, but a minus one to skill, because you're maybe a little over-vigorous in your, in your attempt to do things, and you, you're almost puppy-like with your big hands and well, your, we, we your Adam's apple. We did hear that study <laughs> on NPR about how men are stupid and do stupid things, so apparently was an that's NPR study? On there. Yeah. I thought that was a yogurt commercial. I thought that was just Tumblr. <laughs> Thought that was halftime in a football game. <laughs> Honey, I can't vacuum the floor. Oh, sweetie. There's no Boston cream pie in this fridge. That phone conversation about yogurt is a lie. Oh, there has to be a better way. I can't use forks anymore. Okay, so so uh, basically each one of them gives you a plus one to one stat and a minus one to another. If you get uh, the same class or the same type of maid twice, then you're just double that, so you can be double sexy, you're double cool, uh, in which case you just get a plus two to one stat and a minus two to one other stat. And generally speaking, your base stats are going to be somewhere between uh, one and three, usually. Yes. Uh, if you roll exceptionally low, you can have a starting stat of zero, or if you get a negative in your stat that was low already, you can go to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just means anytime you try to do anything with that stat, you auto-fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can get up to, I think... A six. A I six think a six. Is, yeah, if six. you get a four to start and then roll the same thing twice. That's correct, yeah. And uh, the stats are, gosh, uh, cunning, will, agility... No, it's uh, no, it's, athletics oh, is the physical one. Right, athletics, thank and you. And then, like, affection. Luck and affection. And luck. Yeah. And you roll... I, I forget how you even generate them. So you're gonna do one-third of what you roll on, uh, I think it's 2d6. 2D6. Mm, right, that's and right. And you, you round down. So yeah. if you did happen to roll a t- 2 on your 2d6, then you would get a 0. And if you got a 12, then you'd get a 4. And the way that you use stats in the game is that you roll a d6 and multiply that by the relevant stat. Yeah. And then you compare that against the target value. And then the game, uh, almost every description in the game is of PvP. It's it's uh, all, all like one maid trying to tear another maid's pants off or something. So <laughs> so it's all like, I'm going to roll uh, athletics to tear off your pants. I'll resist with my will. And and so one of them rolls a d6 and multiplies it by their athletics of three. And the other one rolls her will or, or rolls a d6 and, get, and multiplies that by her will. And the winner uh, gets to deter- determine what happens for that effect. Yeah, what I really like about that system of taking the attribute and multiplying it by the die roll is that there's a there are huge swings huge. in the totals that you roll. You can yeah. roll a thirty, or you can roll a zero, and it just it's very appropriate to have these huge swings in what is essentially a slapstick game. It's like a total cartoon, but with a, a tremendous amount of fan service in it. Yeah, I'll I'll say reading through this, and especially when we get into some of the later sections and the goofier things. This really smacks of, like, a tune game 
Yeah. Or your standard comedy, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, it's game. deeply Peter Jackson towards the end. I mean, I I, I don't want to say that not Peter Jackson, but it was, it was yes, Steve, it's deeply Peter very, Jackson. Peter Jackson. It's very New Zealand. Well known the for end. well, I, I guess it's There's very a lot of mist and short people. Okay, well, you know, it's very early Peter Jackson. Like if this was Meet the Feebles, I would I, I would be on board. That makes sense to me. Or the Frighteners. That that. But okay, no, I mean this is very Steve Jackson. Thank you. Okay, very tune. Very D. It even uses the D sixes. And this the D- is very Jackson Five. This is very Jackson Pollock in the game. Actually, that is true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of you can tell a lot of this was typed with one hand. A lot of splattering is going yeah. on. Okay, so to tell you the rest of how to pl- how to make your maid character, what I'm going to do is defer to a very first time ever here on System Mastery. We're going to do a live script reading because this book is. What, like 40% examples of play? Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to read this one. This is the first one. It's for two people, and I'm going to pass it over to the other two. So, let me just get that open. And this is going to be How to Make a Maid, uh, starring Master Kamiya and Haizumi. And uh, who wants to be Master Kamiya? Anyone? Do we, do we want to do standard gender do roles? Gender? Yes, this we one? have to for the full effect. Okay, right. well then it's going to be the two of you, and uh, Master Kamiya is going to get you kicked off. Here we go. Okay, let's get started with actually making a character. Uh, okay, I have a bad feeling about this. We already have some perfectly good maids here, so this is your second chance to try living as a maid. Hizumi? Uh, yes, I thought it might turn out like this. Play in the master's fantasy, else I'm out on the street, right? Come on, these rules are specifically for creating maids. It won't be all that bad. Really? Well, when you create a character, everything is decided by the dice. So there will be no hard feelings, right? I bet there will be. So, now that she's agreed to help with this example, it's time to roll up the two maid types. When did I agree to help? Hey! Anyway, you definitely need the heroine type, so let's roll 2d6. Here goes! They're both six. Heroine. Hmm, heroine two times, huh? That's fine. Double heroine. The heroine of the story. I guess having Lolita or Sexy would be kind of weird this time. Well, I guess this way is better, but... Now let's roll for your attributes all at once. Here goes! 7, 10, 5, 7, 6, 9. Looks like I got higher than average. Except we divide by 3. So you've got 2, 3, 1, 2, 2, and 3. So when we add the modifiers from your maid type, we have Athletics 2, Affection 3, Skill 1, Cunning 2, Luck 0, Will 5. So I have no luck, but some willpower, I guess. And your maid skills are pretty low, but it's the thought that counts. Somehow I don't think that's quite right. Now let's move on to maid color. We'll roll separately for hair, eyes, and uniform. Ha ha! Let's see. Two and one is purple, one and six is vermilion, and two and four is sky blue. So we'll have you in a purple uniform with crimson eyes and light blue hair. It's not totally out of the question. So many charts. This is complicated. Now it's time for the real fun. Made special qualities! Ha ha! Two, three. So I'm shy? Hmm, and that means you've never spoken to anyone besides me. I guess so. And the next one, here goes! Uh, 36. Angel or devil? Really? So I think you're a demon, though this is the first time I've heard about this side of you. Let's see how you look now. Narrator's note, she is now bashful demon maid Hizumi. Hey, you just completely changed me! So it's fine! A shy demon maid! That's pretty cute. Yep! I'm not very happy about this! Now we have a little more to do! Your maid weapon, maid power, trauma, roots, and stress explosion. Let's hurry up and roll for all of them! Maid weapon is vase, bottle, or pot. Maid power is persistence. Maid roots is who knows. And the stress explosion is crying. 
Hey, how about rolling on that optional trauma table as well? <laughs> the one at the end of the optional rules. There it is. Okay. It says, killed your lover. Yikes. We'll say it was some kind of accident. More important than that, I've never had a boyfriend long enough to kill him anyway. Will I die a poor lonely maid? Overall, looks pretty cool if you ask me. Um, thanks. I'm not really sure what all this means, though. And I suppose having your lover get killed explains why you're so afraid of people. I really don't know why we're doing this, Kamiya-sama. I should be doing work. So anyway, this is how you make a character. Everyone got it? Who are you talking to anyway? Who? Alright, so that is... That's the basic description of how the game is played uh, according to the lecherous DM type and a, a character player who I, I guess is a real maid there. Apparently. Learning what she is as they go along. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the characterization of... The GM slash writer of the RPG, it kind of blends both roles as it goes on, and he kind of, like, falls into the shame spiral towards the end of the book yeah. and is really depressed. There's, and oh, yeah, there's a lot of character all development. His life yeah. No, it, it's really, it's it's weird. It's yeah, it's it's like reading a book where it's got, like, an un- a shaky narrator, and you realize that he's addressing you directly. There's there's that one part where... For the where, love of God, yeah. Montresor! <laughs> yes. There's, For the love of God. There's that one part where he, where he apologizes and says, of course I'm drinking, I had to translate this, didn't I? It's like, I mean, that just keeps happening. It's 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 creepy. So uh, there were a couple things to, to uh, unpack from that. Uh, there was notably that she rolled on maid special qualities and got shy. Yeah, so there is a chart at the beginning of this book for... Pretty much everything that your maid is going to have, mm-hmm. including you know your eye color and hair color and maid uniform color. The uh, the eye color and hair color chart is all one big chart of colors, and it is basically very anime. Uh, it's it's very difficult to roll a maid with black hair wearing a black maid uniform with a white apron on it and you know green eyes or something. It's way easier to roll purple hair with a transparent uniform and eyes of silver. Yeah. So uh, so that's. That's a, that's definitely a thing. Although, I, and I know this is skipping ahead a little bit. In the optional rules section, there's rules for making a butler. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's a color chart for butlers. It's, and it's so boring. It's all just blonde, oh. brown, black, normal, white guy. Like, that's, that's how it works. Where's my cool butler with blue hair and a mouth like a little bean? Well, if, <laughs> if you roll a 66, then you get to roll your colors on the maid table instead. Woo. In fact, I'd say about 20% of the butler rules just tell you to go make a maid instead. Well, mostly the butler is there to be like, what is this? Oh, you're the one who doesn't want to participate in any of these shenanigans. He's a in fact, man. you disapprove of these yeah. shenanigans. So the uh, made special qualities table is a D66 chart with a bunch of subcharts on it. You get to roll on it two or three times, but it does recommend two. Uh, if you roll on it and you get uh, the same thing twice, you just have that. And a lot of them have subcharts you'll get to roll on. Uh, examples would include things like fancy hairstyle, uh, interesting accents. Are you a monster? Delinquent background. Delinquent background, and uh, uh, you might be a shapeshifter. Yeah, you might be a shapeshifter. So they're they're including things like your hair is up in ringlets is exactly as likely on the made special quality chart as you have tried to kill yourself before. That's a that's a thing you can roll. Another thing you can roll is uh, your parents were killed in front of you, so you can play bat maid, or you killed your parents, so you can play lobo maid, or you can get that you ran away from your ninja village. That's right. You can play as a Naruto maid. Uh, or you can have one where your parents were abusive. Yeah. Perfect for a nice, lighthearted game. Or you can have a ribbon in your hair. Or a ribbon in your hair. Yeah. Or you can, uh, you put this in quotes, uh, just do that for, for me uh, out there listening, like them young. Yep. Perversion is one of the things you can roll on the tables. And the perversion table is just, man. <laughs> yeah, it's got that. It has things like nymphomaniac. 
and uh, sadist or masochist. And womanizer, which bizarrely is apparently just the same as nymphomaniac. I don't really. I guess. Well, no, it's just you're gay. only. Yeah, it's you're just only attracted to people of the same sex. Because the nymphomaniac, you just want physical love a lot. And it doesn't say it needs to be, you know, sexy love. Just physical love. Mm. There was another thing that came up during the uh, the discussion of play there where uh, we just, where they determined what her made weapon was. And that's literally just a D66 chart. It has nothing to do with the gameplay. Your, chart, your, your attacks always have to be made on a different stat roll each time, uh, I gather. The book's not especially well curated. I mean, I appreciate the guy for translating this. No, I don't. Um... <laughs> But uh, there's a point during one of the play examples where where the uh, the master goes, well, you just rolled with cunning and will, so now you have to roll with different stats. I can't find that in the rules anywhere. Yeah, no, it's it's not in there anywhere specifically. And so, the the big thing with it is your made weapon doesn't do anything. It's just flavor because you could roll up having a chainsaw, or you could roll up having a mop, and they're both going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. But that's fair because uh, I mean, first of all, maids are basically immune to death. There, there is no dying rule. No, you just take stress instead of damage. And eventually, you have a stress explosion, which came up. And for some reason, the the uh, the example of play gives you the most vanilla stress explosion out of all of them that are available, which is crying. Yeah, yeah. I prefer holding up in your room with a bottle of gin. The the drinking one is good. Yeah, that's good. Or yeah, tormenting like others. Prayer, where you yeah. just pray real hard. Yeah. It's a limit break. You well, have a character? I, yeah. I love that this game has a limit break. I, yeah. I've always loved the limit break mechanic. Uh, fuck the haters. I <laughs> adore it, and I love that it's in this game. I'm fine with it. I don't mind limit breaking. I I mean, I, I can see some, some changes to it to fix it in Exalted, but that's a whole different podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, this game's got a limit break mechanic where your character goes crazy for a short time and can't stop crying or something. So that's, that's one of the things that came up. There's also the maid roots, so why are you a maid? Oh, yeah, and that's stuff uh, like ran away from home. Uh, an illegitimate child. Owe a debt to the master. A princess from a ruined nation. Yeah. And uh, and in the example, she rolled up who knows, which is just, you know, whatever, no one cares. Yeah, you're just a maid, it doesn't matter. There's got to be at least three characters in any given show about maids where that's the case, because yeah. you, can't, you can't go over everyone's backstory. This isn't lost. Yeah. Okay, but it's an RPG. Everyone should have a backstory. Except I don't your like backstory is no one knows. knows. You just walk around and they're like, so why are you here? And then you'll spend a favor to make a random event happen so you don't have to answer it. Or you just stare wistfully into the middle distance. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone keeps trying to talk to you and you just stand there stock still as they poke you and you kind of totter back and yeah. forth. And then the lights fade out except for the one spotlight on you. And you're just staring off in the middle distance, and that music from the end of the Incredible Hulk TV show starts playing. And it just it zooms in on your face, and you go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're taking it to Mater. I was going to go, like, it zooms in on your face, and you're Daniel Day-Lewis. And, and, it's, and it just really gets into that mustache you got, and you're just bristling. <laughs> okay. So uh, you get to roll in a lot of random charts to make yeah. your maid. Uh, and then you will have a maid power, and your maid power is uh, another chart that you roll on. And there are one chart for each attribute, so whatever your main highest attribute is... You get a power from that. You get that. a power from that. So, uh, for example, you can get a power like uh, Instant Restraint, which is the ability to immediately tie up anybody. Yeah. Uh, or uh, you can have an Affection Power, where it's World for Two, where you can you and the Master get to hang out. No one can interrupt you, unless they have a power that says they can, right. which pops up a lot, which is which what the fuck. I, I guess if you rolled a maid that specifically wanted to spend all of her time trying to fuck the Master, then that would be great. But if you didn't, like if you're like, oh, I'm here to be a maid, I want to clean the bathrooms, what's your power? Oh, I can be alone with the Master. I, ha you, you I hate that, that guy. You can use that to 
excoriate the master or yeah. to show off your ask for raises, uh, your silver polishing ability. But yeah. it also lets you do things like if one of the other maids is trying to bone the master, yeah, you, you can be like, "World for two, nope." You know, the interesting thing though is that World for two is notable because I'd say that it gets mentioned in almost every other attribute list. Oh be- yeah, because almost everyone's got an ability that breaks it. Oh yeah, there's there's almost always something where it's like. Yeah, you can automatically spend time with the master. It doesn't matter, even yeah. World for Two. Keymaster, you can get into any house in the room, even one that's being used for World for Two. See, I know that I know that makes sense because you know the the whole point of the of the maid game is to burst on, in on each other having sex and be like, "Oh, I'm embarrassed," and then run around in your underwear or whatever. But but uh, it's weird that the person who rolls that's up just that power Tuesday is, night. That's yeah. not made RPG, obviously. That's... Yeah. So. I like that in the cunning. It's all just being a huge dick as well. Oh, yeah, all yeah. the powers yeah. are like. Mockery and fake crying and coercion. Well, if you look at the the group for cool, which is the one that gets the plus one to cunning, it's all stuff like uh, unflappable. And then the last one in it is doll like. That's so bizarre. I know, right? It's like <laughs> doll like. That should be under Lolita, right? Shouldn't it? But no, no. you're, you're doll like in that you are just sort of unchanging. In your I like, yeah, I like doll like in that you are autistic and you just yeah. stand there. You're well, s- <laughs> you're so cool that you don't even respond. I kind of get the sense that 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 along with several other things in the book are kind of translation issues where yeah. there are concepts that are just not coming across. Yeah, absolutely. So that that that, that could very well be. Yeah, or, but my favorite is probably the 4D dress as a skill mm-hmm. ability where you can just you are now playing in tune because you have hammer space in your dress. And you can just pull whatever you want out of it. I liked the one in luck which was that you it, it's basically narrative control because it lets oh, yeah. you it lets you say whenever someone new comes to the mansion you can be like, "Oh, I know them. I'm related to them." Yeah, you can spend two favor and go, "Oh, I've met you before. I know who you are." And you just get to reign control of the story away. Yeah, that one's that was the one I really liked. So Lux, Lux, where I'm going if I ever make a maid, you guys. <laughs> but you can't control it; it's all random. It's true. It yeah. is okay because <laughs> this is one of my favorite things about this game. Uh, this game's terrible, everybody, but we're all smiling like crazy. Because um, <laughs> it's hilariously yeah. terrible. One, it's the one, best kind of terrible. One of my favorite things about this is that the random encounter table in this game is open season. You can you can purchase a roll on the random encounter table by spending favor or something. I think it's yeah. favor. To, yeah. So whenever you're in a bad situation or whenever you're bored, even the players can go like, whatever, I spend two favor. Random encounter. Let's see what crazy thing happens. Which yeah. is, so sometimes you'll have, uh, you've got like a basic, this is a random encounter table for whatever. There are some that are specific for, are you playing in a fantasy setting or a space setting? And then there are some, there are scenarios in there and the encounter table is specific to that scenario. Right. Okay, uh, before we get too far into random encounters and the, and, and, and uh, play, there's one last script I want to read. <laughs> and uh, this one's for three people, so I think you two can keep your original characters and I will join in as the new character. Oh, dear God. Uh, All right. So, Good. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you as Yugami. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to switch around, and this is an example of combat and play in the game. Sweet. Everything's wonderful. So here we go. Uh, and... Uh, Okay, now it's time for a real example of combat. No, no, stop it! Bite, bite, bite. Don't hold back, senpai. After all, you were the one who invited me here to be a maid. Uh, no, no, I didn't. That was Master Kamiya. Please stop biting me. Uh, I can't hold back anymore! Senpai, take me away! Okay, everyone. Yagami is pushing herself on Hizumi. Since Hizumi is resisting, we'll use the combat rules. Both of them will be using athletics for this. Yagumi's is a one, and Hizumi's is two. Okay, so I roll one die. The die came up as a four! Four times one is still four. 
Um, uh, I rolled a two, so multiplying by, by my athletic score, I get a four. Since their attack powers are tied, they're deadlocked. Kind of like how now Hizumi has Yagumi's at arm's reach, but Yagumi isn't giving up. If they want to try again, they can make another roll, but this time using another attribute. In that case, I'll give it another try. Rolling with athletics? Ha! I rolled a three! So my result is three! Come to me, Hizumi! Then I'll resist with will. I'm mustering the last of my reserves to force her away. My will is five, so I roll a one. My result is five. Thanks to the difference in attribute scores, Hizumi comes out on top. Hizumi pushes Yagumi away. We divide the winner's result of five by the attribute Yagumi, the loser, used in this case, her athletics, of which she takes five points of stress. Since her spirit is on the low side, this is a lot for her. What's wrong, senpai? Why are you pushing me away? Do, do you hate me? Um, no, that's not it at all. I just can't tell if this is a big sis hug or a prison girls in love hug. I'd rather not have you jump to conclusions. Mm. Big sis? Mm. Prison girls? Fine then. I guess you don't like showing innocent affection to a girl who could be a little sister to you. Oh well, plan B. What? Wait, what's that rope for? I'm using my maid power. Instant restraint. I'll use Will to get away. Well, it looks like Yagami will be making the next combat roll with her cutting attribute. Okay, so we're done with this now. But I want you to know (laughs) that from this point, the combat goes to the little girl. uh, She's like a little tiny girl with a tiger tail and a mini skirt. Successfully, oh, and she's obsessed with panties and wants panties at all times. Well, I mean, come on, who doesn't? Well, she's she's got like the uh, the old Asian man in in anime stereotype where she wants panties, panties, panties. Well, she's she's an eleven year old girl. She has the Lolita maid type, and she also has the sexy maid type. Right. And then her perversion is womanizer. Yeah. So she's obsessed with the older demon maid, and then ties her up and cuts her uniform to ribbons, and then tries to steal her panties. And then there's this like weird narrative control section where. Where the little girl and the master are like, yeah, laundry's late this month. Which, I mean, if if I can just call it out, I know it's probably obvious to everyone, but this is an entire Shakespeare ripoff. We've all seen this plot before. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if this isn't Trollia and Cressida, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, just, uh, this is really important to me, though. Uh, one of the things that you'll see happen in every example of play of this is everyone is running this game all the time. When, uh, when Yugami goes, goes, uh, oh, well, laundry's late. I think it got picked up an hour ago. Like, the, the, uh, DM's just like, yeah, I agree. That's definitely what happened. In fact, I think it's time for a random encounter. The master runs away. And then he has, he literally, he has, they, they other two force him out of the game for a while. Like, the DM gets forced out of the game so the other two can keep kind of randomly flirting at each other. Which is fun DMing. I mean, I like the idea of that, that kind of improv. Attitude where somebody raises something, your answer is always supposed to be yes. Yes, yeah, cooperative no, storytelling. It's definitely very yes and. But uh, what I thought you were going to say, Jeff, was like all of the examples in this book, this is rape. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you raped Patty Mayonnaise. No, no. Hong Kong. <laughs> okay, so, so no. I, I granted a lot of this is very sexually over aggressive. In fact, so much so that the the example of character creation. Has the, uh, the, the demon bashful maid Hizumi saying, I am uncomfortable with what is happening right now? Yeah, and, uh, it, it never explicitly gets there until it does. Yeah, cause it really does. Cause there's, there's points where it's like, man, this is, this is real rapey. And then it gets into the later game and it goes, alright, now for matures only. <laughs> well, there's, there's the whole scenario where, 
The maid who's in her stress explosion, her stress explosion is tormenting other people, and so she tricks a younger maid into masturbating with a mop handle. Yeah, that's and one. And then there's the uh, gang rape of the 11-year-old boy master. The, uh, was it a boy master? I thought it was a girl it master. It was. Okay, and they, they get into bed with him? Yeah, yeah and they they're, like, like, climbing all over him. And yeah, and trying to make yeah. him change clothes and stuff. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Boy, oh boy. All, so all of the examples of play, and, and this book is mostly examples of play and charts... The charts are the best charts I've ever read. <laughs> the, the examples of play need to be reported to somebody. So it's it's a very it's a dichotomy of a book. Like you yeah. read these charts, like oh my god, I want to import this chart into other games. But then the examples of play are like, what's happening? Oh, I'm, I'm raping the master. Do oh. we need to call CPS? Yeah. Like, I'll help you rape the master. I'll stop you from raping the master. I use my power that lets you stop you from stopping me from raping the master. That's that's what the game is. Now uh, we had mentioned. That, uh, in the example, she cuts up the other maid's, uh, outfit from a skirt to a mini skirt so she can better get at the panties. Mm-hmm. And this is an actual in-game thing that you would do. Oh, yeah. Anytime you damage or remove part of a maid outfit, it actually gives them negatives to their roles. Because the uniform is the source of your power. Yes, yes. the great source of your maid power. And your maid power is, again, things like teleporting randomly around the mansion or knowing people who arrive. But if you, say, have, uh, you got, like, special headdress things that you'll be wearing, or your skirt will be a certain way, or whatever your maid outfit looks like, if it in some way gets, uh, soiled, so if during a scenario someone's like, I throw a bunch of mud on you, or in the rapey scenario, if they're like, I cut your top off, uh, or any of these types of things, then you lose power. The more your outfit is removed, the more power you lose. Yep. Until you can get to a point where it is changed. So like they were talking about, we think the laundry was already picked up. You, because you couldn't go get the laundry and change into a nice, fresh, new uniform, you are at a negative until you can do so. Yes. Now, I love, this is a line from the book when I had just started reading it. It's fairly early in the book. And I read this line and I started to get a sense of what I was getting into. The line is talking about different kinds of maid uniforms you can wear, and it says, For the purpose of the rules, this counts as a one-piece maid uniform. And I had to stop and go, The rules care about how many items of clothing are in your uniform. What is happening here? It's so much so... Can I, can I back button out of this? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. So much so that there are uh, there are examples of, of a maid uniform that... Uh, like, for example, if you get a traditional Chinese maid uniform, it gives you instructions for how to treat that like a regular maid uniform. Like, oh, this counts as a one-piece body, but you still have a complicated headpiece. I, I tried rolling a maid this morning. Uh, I was having breakfast with a girlfriend, and uh, I, I rolled her up a maid for her to try and play as, and the maid I got was a sexy heroine, with silver ar- no silver bondage gear with chains coming out of it, and uh, her weapon type was boomerang, and she always had bell noises where she went. Which is ironic because that exactly describes Jeff's girlfriend. Yeah, so. yeah, it's perfect. It was directly. I, but for me, I was like, okay, what anime am I making? What what is that? What who wears silver bondage gear and has a boomerang? I'm pretty sure that's just a Flash villain, right? That could be. Yeah, yeah I could totally just be a Flash villain. <laughs> Digger Harkness, the maid. <laughs> Okay, there's another one. I'm totally on board with this game if we play as the rogues gallery. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the mirror master is totally a maid you could make in this. Yeah, he's the one who can trap the uh, the, the master and keep him to himself for a few minutes in his oh, mirror yeah. dimension. Yeah, it is a world for two yeah. inside the mirror universe. I'm sure Heatwave will spice things up. <laughs> also, there's no one loves the top. 
No. no. It's very sad. <laughs> okay. So, Old double cool. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. Okay, so uh, anyway, <laughs> there are a whole bunch of special powerful maid uniforms you can get towards in the optional rules section yeah. of this book. This book's like more than half optional rules. Yeah, the so the main book that originally had come out for this was more or less a pamphlet about what to do. It had the core rules... And I think one scenario, it was like ten pages long. It knew how to get in and get out. If you read this for too long, I mean, you're going to get blue balls. Am I right, guys? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's going to happen. I had to masturbate furiously when I was done all, reading All this. the way through this, I was like I was like crossing my legs nervously and then uncrossing them. I, I excused myself to go to the bathroom a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, so a short book made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you, if you do read the beginning of this full book, if you go about... 15 pages in, you've gotten the entire game. You're good. Like, that is the full game rules. Mm -hmm. And then after you go on that, it just keeps piling on more and more dumb shit for you to do. Crazy optional rules. let me say, the optional rules are wonderful. Yeah, they're the best part. The the basic rules of the game are sit uncomfortably with three guys who probably look a lot like you and that you probably (laughs) play a lot of magic cards with. Try to have sex with them. Cross and your, then play the game. Cross your legs a bunch. Yeah, that's what this game is. Then go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should play this at Taco Bell for yeah. maximum social offer. Well, then they're going to keep trying to bring you a double Lolita Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it back. Full circle. <laughs> so, so optional rules include rules for making a butler. Yep. Rules for making the master. Yeah, you can have the master as an actual person that's a PC rather than just the GM's PC. Mm-hmm. So you can have someone play the master, and then the GM is mostly just in charge of random shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Just the arbiter. Rules, yeah. rules for statting out the house. Yeah, you can get a bunch of different mansion types. Mm-hmm. So you can, again, with the different scenarios, so the fantasy, or you can be in the Old West, or you can be... Spaceship. Spaceship is spaceship. the best. Space maids. Yep, yes, you yep. can be space maids. Post-apocalypse. Post-post-apocalypse. Rifts maids. You can be rifts maids. Oh, sure, absolutely. If, oh, my God. If you want to be a hatchling dragon maid, I'm almost certain you can roll that. Oh, man, if my maid's a cyber knight or, like, a headhunter or something, I am 100% on board. Juicer Butler. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh, my God, yeah. Juicer Butler will not stand for these shenanigans! <laughs> the master of the house is an Eandros lizard, <laughs> and she's in estrus. I have a Rahu maid! <laughs> there it is. I have a mop and a bucket and a feather duster and a tickle machine. <laughs> And then uh, I think the best thing that's in the optional rules that you can get... Oh, and then there are like three huge examples of play, which is just more of that script stuff that we're not going to do because they get way rapier. Yeah. Uh, but, but then also, bizarrely, like that's that's the thing about the tone of the game that is clearly very uneven in some of these play examples. Some of them are just rapey hijinks. Okay, you're being consistent. But then there's this long example where the first half is rapey hijinks, and then the second half is like this... A battle against super... a gorilla monster? No, <laughs> I was thinking of the one where the master is a magic grenade, and there's all this like court political intrigue, oh, and yeah. also he's going to explode and become some kind of uh, mythical hero or something. And how do we get here from Teehee, let me undress you, and then roll around with you in the bathtub? Right, the, the, yeah. the one with the, the gorilla gorilla monster is weird because okay so you make a bunch of maids and that's again that's the one where about three minutes earlier everyone was piling onto naked master in bed who's 11 yeah. uh, but then the next thing they're doing is they're all making breakfast and two of them are masturbating with mop handles and then the master rolls a uh, well, you know if you want to make an omelet you got to masturbate with a few brooms <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's old saying how that old saying goes <laughs> oh penny saved is a butt plug made out of a feather duster <laughs> Okay, so uh, 
at that point, the master rolls a random encounter, and the random encounter is an ancient beast bursts forth from the earth. And and then the maids start arguing over what it is, and I have no idea what rules they're using. Like, or if at all. They're just like, I think that's the ancient Mechacong that is from the jungle beyond the age of time. And the other one's like, no, that's Goril, the half-gorilla, half-drill from the underground laboratory. Well, they're making bids as to how the story should be shaped, and then the GM sort of adjudicates. I think he ended up choosing, well, which one of you has a higher luck score? That's must, the one whose version be. of events is yeah. what's But there's no here. rules for any of that. No. He's, he's, they're, just, they're just having a fun time playing, which, okay, great. It's an improv game. I like that. Oh, yeah. No, it, it definitely is a... We have a loose base of rules, and then everyone is just throwing shit out there. I'm okay with that. As long as it's not, you know, Panty Wanter, the Panting Wanting Gorilla. God damn it, Lawrence, quit suggesting that every single time. <laughs> he stands there until you fill his mouth with pee. Uh, Lawrence! <laughs> so, uh, okay. The last chart that you can get that matters is the random items chart. Which, which is amazing. This is the 666 on your 3D6. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I'm telling you, this game is rapey and gross, and I don't recommend playing it. I do recommend obtaining the random item chart and using it in every other game verbatim. Don't oh, yeah. change anything. No, Cause, straight up. Because right now, I think what we're all going to do is we're all scrolling to it, and uh, we're all going to uh, discuss our favorite items in it, or just a random sampling from various pages. Uh, I think I'll kick us off with, uh, if I may, the Demonic Poison War Elephant. <laughs> this is if you roll a 2, 4, and 6, you get... The demonic war el- poison war elephant, which is has an ugly, mean face, a poisonous body, and uh, let's see. Oh, you take spirit time or stress times ten if you kill it, uh, as you get gored in a final attack. Every stress you take is doubled as the elephant goes berserk, destroying things around you. Yeah, uh, one of my favorites is one hundred and twenty-six. The mysterious vibrating egg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, it's a truly mysterious device. And no one knows its uh, true purpose. It is a tool. It can be equipped by strapping it with tape to one's body, one's neck, one's arm. No one knows. And any favor gained while it's equipped is doubled. However, it makes your breathing labored while it is equipped, and it also scatters one's mind, making it very hard to concentrate. (laughs) Okay, so... Spoiler alert! It's a vibrator. That might be a vibrator. Uh, I'm looking at 234, the world-changing song. This is a song that changes the world. It reaches out to the hearts of everyone. If you equip this, you gain song as a weapon. If you cause a stress explosion with song, the explosion becomes reform. They realize the value of love and decide to live to help the powerless. Yeah, so you're basically, I don't know... The fucking Grinch who stole Christmas. You yeah. start talking about Wahoo Boris and Dahoo Doris, <laughs> and then the Grinch, his heart grows three times that day. Yeah. I, I think we cannot overlook 526, the murder condom. <laughs> if you use this terrifying flying flying demon condom, so not only yeah. is it a demon condom, it, it, it also flies. It is a flies. dick-seeking demon condom. <laughs> Against a male master. He needs an athletics result of 10 or higher. If he fails, dot, 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 he cannot perform any further seductions for the rest of the scenario. Nobody ever asks any questions beyond that. If the identity of the maid who used it becomes known to the master, she will lose 2d6 favor. So I think the idea here is that it eats his dick, but then I love that if he finds out who does it, they just lose, you know, somewhere between 2 and 12 favor points. He's not angry. He's He's just disappointed. (laughs) I also love... We had mentioned it before, this is the one item that changes you from being able to use a D6. The role-playing handbook 
It is a book with instructions on how to play the world's most popular fantasy table role-playing game. It allows the user to substitute any role for a single result of 10. So you can take 10 on any result. Uh, this can be done once per session. If the user also has the otaku quality, then the player can also once per session use any single die in your real die collection instead of a d6. So you can roll 1d8, 1d20, etc. So if you have a d100, you can roll that. Here is that collar thing from that really awesome movie. <laughs> that's that's number 316. This ring is placed around the neck of people, usually a classroom full of people, who are being forced to participate in a certain bloody contest. Okay, so it's for Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of several things in here that I didn't get the reference and they couldn't be explicit because of copyright issues apparently, so I, I was extremely confused. I feel like they probably could be explicit. You could pretty much put in, it's the battle, the, the collar from Battle Royale, and I don't think Battle Royale is going to come after you. Well, yeah. You I mean, could, it's a collar that blows you up if you don't play the game. Just like in that movie you saw, Battle Royale. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, they have other ones that are like, okay, they have the Shinigami Notebook. It's a special notebook used by Death Reapers to take the lives of those whose names are written in its pages. It's Death Note. But they can't call it Death Note. You want to get a really fun Death Note game going. With the uh, When you're rolling your maid special qualities, one of the uh, subcategories you can get stuck on is Monster. And the last entry in Monster is Shinigami. Yeah. So if you want to play as that creepy, giant face demon from that, mo- that, that show and have the Death Note book with you, then you can. Also, a Death Reaper <laughs> is one of the items on this 666 list. So, so you can also just have another Shinigami following you around. So there were presumably big Death Note fans here. Well, and there, I, I like the, the other references to things. The Cyber Eye of Vecnut, which is 363. One eye is replaced with an artificial one that can control any electronic device or machinery. So, you know, it's it's a shout-out, and they don't have to be cute and say, that eye from that other RPG, you know uh, what yeah. I mean? Uh. Also, the Green Meringue, which is very clearly a Super Sentai thing. <laughs> so, it, it literally is a V that goes on your head that you can take off and throw as a boomerang. So, you're supposed to be, uh, like, that. that's for common Rider. Which is super popular anime from like the 80s and 90s. Right. Not anime, it's, it's live action Sentai stuff. But yeah. yeah, so, so a lot of this is just fun. There's also a Buster Sword in there. There's, uh, Government Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Government, a Poison Touch. Yeah. There is, uh, a certificate for giving one order to the master. A tear inducing past. There is Ultimate One Billion Reverse Product Terminal Overcharge Omega Plus Power! There's a GIMP. Oh, sweet. Just, just a gimp a, can a, follow you around. A guy in a gimp suit. Oh, a guy in a gimp suit. I was trying to figure out what the name is, because the names are like three-quarters of why this part is awesome. Well, Jeff, I would never be so ableist as to use gimp in the other sense. Yeah, obviously. Oh, oh fair enough. There's a carnivorous refrigerator. Of course there is, yeah. Obviously. Not? A second personality. Indra's made uniform. <laughs> There's the popular guy cell. There's also the unpopular guy cell. I like unexpected underwear. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I also like Poncho the dog. Yeah. You get a very specific dog named Poncho. And you confuse with him. Yeah, you confuse with Poncho the dog. Although, why would you want to? Just hang out with Poncho. Also, you can get a crocodile that doesn't look like a crocodile. I feel like 133 is is a good indicator of the tone of the game. The water-soluble maid uniform. This is a maid uniform made of a special material that melts when it gets wet. Oh, oh, what a world, what a world! Wow, this is a really deep-cut reference. Number 443, the Super Gleaming Protein Brothers. (laughs) These two gleaming, completely shaved, bodybuilding men with bulging muscles, broad smiles, and Speedo swimwear follow you around flexing. One is very light-skinned, the other has a dark beach tan. It's quite a surreal experience. 
That is uh that's actually an anime thing. There's these Really? Yeah, there's there's a couple of video games about it uh where it, it's basically Japanese gay porn taken to a kind of fanciful extreme. Oh, so but, it's Japanese what Tom of Finland or uh, Yeah, it's ja- it's exactly <laughs> it is exactly Japanese Tom of Finland with a bunch of weird Japanese stuff tossed on. For example, they sperm out the top of their heads. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's kind of a thing. So, uh, I, I, I'm... No, but literally, what? When you say sperm out, what are you referring to? Well, on the show, or video game, or whatever, sperm, or a white, goopy substance, comes flying out of holes in the tops of their heads. <laughs> Duh. Uh, I, I know this because I've played a couple of video games, which, amazingly, are space shooters in the, vel- the realm of Gradius. <laughs> and one of them, I believe, is a Street Fighter ripoff. So, you can play as these bulging muscle men. I'm really sorry I'm blanking on the name of this, but I've, I've played it many times. Someone will let us know in the yeah, comments it'll show, on the thread. It'll be in the comments. So, there you go. That is the coolest thing in the in the, in the universe, is this ridiculous chart yeah. of, of 216 dumb anime things you could have. Where you can get a bed where everyone can sleep. Yes. That's the, t- <laughs> the full title. Okay, open quotes. Bed where everyone can sleep. Close quotes. <laughs> I want that in D&D so bad. Yes. You find tri- type Q treasure. There are three peridotes worth 45 gold pieces, a plus two kukri, and a bed where everyone can sleep. <laughs> Isn't that a line in an Elton John song? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so um, there's one other chart that I forgot to mention earlier. That is the, uh, the big list of, of additional costumes that maids can wear. Oh, yeah. So in addition to just... Items, there's an entire different chart that's only costumes. And the first item on the costume list is maid uniform. So this whole thing is supposed to supplant that secondary set of rules for what happens as your maid uniform gets cut away from you. Right, so instead of, you know, having your maid uniform damaged, you spend some favor, which are, you know, the points you get for being awesome with your master or sleeping with him. Yeah, the first time. The first time. You get way more points for (laughs) sleeping with your master the first time. After that, he's had that pussy. Um, so if your, if your uniform is damaged kind of against your will, that's a bad thing, but you can spend favor to swap out your maid uniform for a swimsuit, or a more different swimsuit, or a more differenter swimsuit. There are six swimsuits. Yeah, you can get things like, I'm gonna wear a schoolgirl outfit, you can look like a person in a tiger bikini with (laughs) boots and horns that shoots electricity. Someone tell us what that is, because it has one of those, we can't tell you what this is for copyrighty reasons, but none of us... Yeah, it's got, note at the end, I cannot tell you what this is because of copyright. Okay, so it's a girl wearing tiger boots with, uh, with horns, and they fire electricity, and they're wearing a bikini. So, so, we you know. should have Googled that, but I would have been afraid of the results. No, we are not allowed to look up yeah. anything okay. when we do a review. Yeah, there's no We're resource. Committed to no resource. Absolutely, absolutely never have. That's still why John has no idea who Mojo Nixon is. Yeah. Although, I want to give some some John credit here. A lot of people have come after us for him not knowing who Mojo Nixon is, but they're only using dead milkmen to quote. I haven't oh. seen a single actual Mojo Nixon quote that makes him look bad. Yeah, no. We all on. know who the dead milkmen are, people. Come on, that's amateur hour. Fucking me- 1v1 me, bro. I'll meet yeah. you at Baron. <laughs> So there you go. I'm repping. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's these really interesting charts and stuff. Okay. Let's let's uh let's start wrapping. Yeah. Yeah. Right let's there. let's wrap it up before let's, you know. Let's start rap 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 rapidly rap. I'm Kirk Cameron and I like to rap <laughs> in a Christian way. Are we? I thought we were going to parappa the rapper. I'm sorry. We're. It's, it's a little Japanese yeah. here. You're you're right on it. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, everyone's favorite thing about this game. Uh, let's start with Claire. You're the guest. Um. Hmm. Your favorite thing. This is very this is so difficult to do. Um, I, I do like the way that the mechanics go with the tone. So the tone is supposed to be very slapstick, very hijinks, very unpredictable, and the mechanics of you know having the wild swings from low numbers to high numbers for any particular kind of combat resolution fits with that. I, I like that. I will say I will speak favorably about the actual crunch of this game. 
Okay, and John? Yeah, 100%. Actually, the mechanics in this game are fucking solid. Like, they are spot on across the board. My mm-hmm. favorite, though, I have to say is the random event table. It is 100% my favorite thing in this because it lets your players just go, you know what, <laughs> this story is bullshit. Something dumb happens <laughs> at any point in time. You could be like, ah, oh, the master is sad because his parents are away. Will you make him better? He's... He's getting undressed. Robot so- gargoyle attack! Yeah, it's a gargoyle robot. <laughs> yeah, no. It it is straight up just like if someone's getting real pervy, if Lawrence keeps talking about his rapey uh ape that loves panties, you could be like, no, no, you know what? No. I spent two favor points and now something else happens. We walk into D D world. Yeah. That's so entirely that is, that a thing. My favorite. Yeah, it's entirely a thing that could happen. Yeah. Alright. Jeff, your favorite? I really like the item list. The, yeah, the big list of wacky items at the end is completely excisable and put into a better game, uh, which <laughs> and the only again uh, this is weird for me to say it like this. The only problem I have with this game is that it's super rapey. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for all that rape, <laughs> all that rape, all that I, I'm gonna go ahead and just call this game kind of racist. You know, not as racist as I expected, because when we first read it, at the opening of the game, there's this awful sentence where it's like, the maids in this game are kind of mythic archetypes. They're not like real maids who are usually wizened Mexican or Filipina ladies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, that's an important quote to get into there. It kind of yeah. got less racist after that. It, a little bit, although some it of the things... loaded the racism. Well, yeah, although they still sprinkle it here and there. Uh, for example, one of the things you can roll on your maid quality table under accent is a black accent. And you can roll brown skin, yeah. obviously. obviously. A bad thing to have. Although it does say you can either be from, like, the American South, they say, instead of from Africa, or, like, a Ganjuro, which is a Japanese person who weighs an insane amount of fake tan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Oh, okay, so, so yeah, I like the item list, because the item list is completely it's removable. Weird. You don't awesome. you don't You don't need it, or it to be part of this game. All right, and back to Claire for your least favorite thing about this game. Gosh, I hope she doesn't say rape. What'll I say? <laughs> what? Well, I, I mean, that wasn't my least favorite thing. <laughs> Just joking. I feel like I, I came on to this particular podcast to be the source of, of humorless, outrage. humorless <laughs> feminist outrage. Thank you very much, TM. Um, but it's just so redundant. Yeah. I, yes, okay, there's tons of rape in this game. I got it. Um, I, I have to say, to be specific, it's it's the prepubescent rape yeah, yeah. that really... It's Welcome hard to animes. There's yeah, a lot of there's... The, specifically like the the 11 year old master who's being molested by the 29 year old demon lady, and then also the 11 year old Lolita womanizer who is molesting the 19 year old maid. Like the, see, but I that makes it okay. Know. It goes both ways. Oh yeah, as long as it's as long yeah, as she's it's the one who wants it. She doesn't know what she wants. I'm an equalist. It's fine as long as it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a 11 year old in the game who is wearing a transparent maid uniform. Well, so that's one of the things you get. It happens. Yeah, yeah, it comes up. More likely than you think. I mean, uh, other than the rape, because that's just fish in a barrel. My, my least favorite thing about the game, I just fundamentally, the, the maid archetype doesn't make any sense to me, and I know that's because I'm an American and. Probably because you haven't not watched the mini. And, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, because there are many, many anime shows that are this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, I don't do any of that. It, so just for the whole maid archetype just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, honestly, it's kind of a subset of a subset, because, uh, the, the the maid archetype is a, a, an example of the harem genre of anime, right? Uh, where 
generally there's like one guy who lives in a house and then seven wacky space monsters show up and except they're all hot sexy well, ladies you have sexy ladies and one is his childhood friend and one yeah. is a witch and one is a time traveler and one is actually a demon and, and, so and, on. and the one thing that you need to know about the main character in any one of these is that he is the biggest goddamned wuss in the world he just, he's just like yeah girls ah! yeah they do specifically say that masters just suck at life oh yeah, yeah. they're they have better stats but they are super goobers yeah. Someone remind me what the main one of those is called, because I cannot remember. Uh, uh, fuck, I know it. That's I watched a, a porno it's like okay. that once, I don't remember what it was called. No research, Sorry. it's fine. But you, you end up hating the main character, because he's, like, surrounded by Trim, but is, like, trying desperately to escape. Like, if he was if he was gay, like, if they're like, oh, this is the story of a gay guy who has to live with seven women that want to bang him. And I'd be like, alright, that's fine. But it's not. It's always like, he's straight, but he's keeping himself for innocence and purity. Shut up, that woman has huge cans. <laughs> just, just, oh, does it make me so angry? Uh, anyway, the, the main genre is like a little tiny example of that. All right, anyway, John, what's your least favorite thing? All right, so my least favorite thing is that they had the chance to split the book up into the explicit, non-explicit, and they they did. In a they very like, few spots. They're like, oh, yeah, and here's the optional rules for if you want your game to get NC-17. And I'm like, but it already did. Like, yeah. everything else in this game already was, like... In all but name going, you can romance the master and you can spend alone time with him while you're naked and penetrating. You're like, (laughs) okay, yeah, we get it. But they have that optional rules section and I go, if they had actually said, alright, here's your lighthearted fun anime, optional rules, here is your hentai anime, great, okay, if you want to be the creepy guy that's like, yeah, I've got some fooded dick girl, and she runs around trying to get the panties off of the master. Then you're like, okay, great, you can play that. But it's not baked into the core like it is now. Get that one friend that shows up with a DVD copy of a Rutsuki Doji and a <laughs> wink. Which is called out in the in the in the book. I know. Yeah. I can't believe they call that out. That is just that is not floating Nazi death rate machines, and tentacle dicks stretching down from satellites on the moon. Which it's, weirdly not included on the random item table. Which, I know. Come on, like let's keep it classy and get like the blue girl or something. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, your least favorite thing in this book? Uh, okay, my least favorite thing in this book is the. Uh, I'm going to say the rape, because no one said it yet and someone needs to. I was saving it for you. I was saving uh, yeah, the rape you. for you, thank Jeff. Thank you. This book is ultra crazy rapey. Uh, it, it, almost every example of play is it has at least one player who is clearly uncomfortable with what's happening. I mean, I, I guess the idea is that they're not. that this. But, okay, this well, is yeah, the thing. Because you're supposed to be playing that, oh, oh no. no. Okay, let, let's get this out there. I am deeply pro-fetish. <laughs> okay, if you want to dress up as maids and have fun made, made sex with each other, I am 100% for that. I am a deeply pro-fetish, very LGBT-friendly person. Uh, but but uh, there are a couple things that are on my list. One of them is no pedo, and the other one is no non-con. And this book is all non-con. All pedo non-con. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, there's very little in there where there's two characters that are into the same act that is happening. Yeah. So so that's kind of where I'm at. And that's, it, it really, it's kind of a dividing line, because if it wasn't for the fact that this book is a, a lot of that, a lot of this kind of rapey, rapey, maybe touch, then this would be a great fucking game. It would just be, the, it, this is what Toon should be. Yeah. I've read Toon. Toon is... Actually, I'm pretty sure Toon should just be a little more rapey. Okay. I mean, if we yeah. had a little more Pepe Le Pew... <laughs> just, just, a, just a touch more stripes of paint being applied to the back of things to, to turn them into the same species as you. Yeah. Because <laughs> then it's okay to have sex with them. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- that cat was not into it until... You know, that cat's always into it by the end of those stories. 
That's the worst no, part of them. No, yeah. my favorite is <laughs> the saying. one where the black paint went onto Pepe and he didn't have the stripe anymore, and then the female cat got all rapey on Pepe and he didn't want it. And it's, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah that was tables are turned you. now. How I, do you like it? It's granted, like a sublime song. Vengeance rape is the best rape. <laughs> granted, the uh, the best part of that one is mostly that one cat's facial expressions because she, <laughs> is, she is like drunk on sexual wantings. <laughs> like, like uh, they really managed to convey that kind of sitting at a bar, it's kind of late, she's been striking out for the most part, and here comes something, I guess. You would <laughs> note that on Jeff's list of prohibited fetishes, bestiality not on that list, and I think we can all see that now. It's only because it's not in the book. Come on, <laughs> there's, there's no bestiality in this book, or Just else... Just saying it, you're getting real excited look, about Look, if you wouldn't hit Gadget, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, or the ma- the nurse from Animaniacs, right? Or Bugs Bunny and Drag. Hey, but Who the nurse from Animaniacs was just a, a chick. person. I know, right? That's how I got out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Score. Or I got oh, okay, fine. Minerva Mink. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Hit that like the fist of an angry god. Mm-hmm. All right, great. There you go. We've all we've all admitted our furry crushes except for Claire. <laughs> Let's have it out. Who's 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 it for you? Is it uh... Robin Hood? Yeah, <laughs> so vanilla. I know. <laughs> all right, great. Okay. Would you, would you play this game? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, but for real, this is this is a question for Claire. Um, I, I have this issue with a lot of sort of fetishy, non consensual type things, which is that the context of them is important. So if I walk into, uh. Gen Con, and I see a group of randos playing this at a table, and it's super rapey, I'm going to feel uncomfortable because of the context. But if I walk into uh, a FetLife munch, and I know I'm surrounded by people from the BDSM community who are generally a little more hip with pretending to be rapey and not actually being rapey, and they want to play maid, I am 100% down. We are all on the same page that this is going to be an absurd fetish farce, and I'm with it. So what you're basically saying is you'd play this game with a safe word. Exactly. Okay, great. John, would you play Maid City of Violence? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Do you know what the worst part is? I kind of would. Like, just the mechanics are so fucking (laughs) solid. Like, I hate that they're so good. If If we sat down to play, and it was scenario play, and the scenario was specifically non-sexual hmm. like there are there are a lot of scenarios in this that go from like it's the master's birthday plan a party to you need to find a new demon king to lord over your dungeon I world liked that one. yeah like you have a lot of different things you can do and i i think it would be kind of fun and hilarious to do one of those scenarios i think you'd also have to clean the game up a little bit in other respects i mean you know hey. you, don't, you don't want to play that game if your only maid power is to magically take other people's clothes off well, well yeah. sure, you would, yeah. like, cross out the things that yeah, are just yeah. for sex. Absolutely. Yeah, but most of the maid powers, at least, aren't specifically for that. Like, the instant restraint of being able to tie people up would still be super useful for other shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I feel like under the right circumstances, as if you were playing it specifically for comedy, yes. Okay, fair All enough. Alright, so Jeff, would you play maid? Yes, but only if it could be as rapey as possible. <laughs> only if I could play as like a 10-year-old who's fucking another 10-year-old using a third 10-year-old's dick. So you'd be playing it as Stephen King's It? Oh! <laughs> Come into theaters near you. <laughs> By having sex in a pile of six 10-year-olds, we can stop a clown from... I've never read that book. Uh, I have, you're, and it's specifically to find their way out of the sewer. So there you go. Oh, they have sex to get out of the yeah, sewer. Beverly k- has an unerring sense of direction, but only if she's had some dick. So there you go. Huh. 
That's how do, you, how do you determine that? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's on one of the random charts. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. All right, great. So, uh, okay, we've established. Oh, wait, I didn't give a real answer. To this question. <laughs> that before we go, answer, before we go out on my yes, but only if it's super <laughs> rapey. Uh, I, I'm more or less in agreement with John on this one. I, I, I think I could play this game if it wasn't this game. Like if you were to, if you were to extract the mechanics, the one thing I will say that that kind of hinders this game is that it is the most PvP thing I've ever seen. Yeah, there's like nothing about how to roll against, for example, opening a door or that. It's it's going to be completely freeform. It's going to be just the the master saying, "Oh, that's got a difficulty of 10. Well, yeah, there's definitely an assumption in the game that the maids are kind of in competition with each other. Yeah, it, it's I've never seen a game that's this deeply competitive before. Well, that's the whole point is you're competing for favor, right? So, uh, on the one hand, that's weird and difficult to deal with because it's going to be hard to play in a regular setting. On the other hand, I would totally play that because it's the only game I've ever seen that's like this. The closest that to game to this, and this is going to sound weird, the closest game to this that we've reviewed so far is Nobilis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Could you play as maids of certain characteristics? Yes. Yeah. So if you're like, I'm the maid of blankets, yeah. that would be fucking amazing. Match right. shit up. Yeah. Oh my god. Right, because oh. Hold on. I gotta go write this. Right. Maid slash Nobilis is what... I know that sounds crazy to all the people who are listening that are actually deep Nobilis fans. Cause, because Nobilis is a reasonably good game with uh, underneath a huge pile of gross trappings. <laughs> this is also a reasonably good game underneath a huge pile of gross trappings. Oh my god, you could have the god of maids and then the maid of gods? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That could, Maid of Gods could be totally the name of it. You'd be one of those people who lives in a chancel and has to keep the chancel clean. You are literally Maid of Gods. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a thing you could roll. I'm You're Maid, maid of, gods. of Honor. Ah, oh. Okay, get up. <laughs> so our answers thus far are would not play it unless it was no sex, would not play it unless it was no sex, and would not play it unless it was just sex. <laughs> yours, well, yeah, yours, is more, yours is more you'd play it in a, in a safe environment, because only, only, I, I would agree with you as well. If I was at, a, uh, at an event that was actually of a sexual nature and people were playing this game, that'd be fine. Although that does bring up the last point of conversation I really had in mind for this. Who do you think the target market for this game is? I don't know. And that's, that's the problem. I, every time play I've read this post. game, we've yes. read, this isn't the first fetish game I've skipped through. I've read, I've read through a few... <laughs> this isn't my, my first fetish yeah, road I've cruised a couple of fetish games in my time, if you understand. But here's the thing. Every time I read one, I'm like, okay, who's playing this? Is it four weirdos? Is it, yes. Is it four people? Four weirdos. Four, four... Gonzo. Gonzo and three other Gonzos. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay if my maid is a chicken? <laughs> no, I, I... Okay, so the actual answer... It, it doesn't add up. If it's four people who are deeply into this kind of sexual maid role-playing stuff then it's going to be a lot of crossed legs and uncomfortable blue balls and silences. And and weird, that's why it's play-by-post. It is 100% yeah, yeah. internet posting. It's for, it's, it's for being played over the internet. Uh, you IRC chat this shit. No, I see this being uh, live journal and Tumblr roleplay. Yeah. That that was what came to mind as I was reading through the play. This, like, this is 100% is exactly... a Tumblr trigger warning RPG. No, because I have seen these transcripts, but with like Harry and Draco, you know? Just okay, swap okay. the names out, but, read this before. Okay, but here's my follow-up. The people who are playing this are playing it to get off. Let's let's assume that, that's not necessarily true, but let's assume that all these play-by-post ones are for people who are who are looking to get off by playing their game. What then is the point of a chance of failure? If you if it's like okay, because it, it leads to a stress explosion, and you also get off on maids uh, crying. Fair enough. Yes. Just imagine Clearly. that. Like, like you're like, all right, a hot let, let's go. A, a hot chick enters the room. Okay, great. I would like to try and take her, her skirt off. Oh, great. That does sound hot. We're going to have one character take another character's skirt off. Thinks the master. Okay, roll for it. I rolled a zero. I don't. I don't take her skirt off. 
huh, I wanted you to take her skirt off because I've got my dick in my hand. No, but it builds, <laughs> so, up, it builds up the tension, Jeff. See, you're uh, so just, result right, focused. You're right. you, you're, you can't just go to the money shot. You have to build. Yeah, but again, all, if all erotica was just, and then there was a wave of penises. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> if all erotica was just cub shots at three and a half feet. 156 kudos on the archive of <laughs> How many were my cum shots? If, that, if that's all it was, Okay, no, I, I fully... I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I fully get the concept of tension... Do you need dice for tension? Or can you just say you try to take her skirt off, but you don't? I mean... But, yeah, you, but you could ask that question about any role-playing game. What is the point of having a chance of failure? What is the point of introducing randomness? And I think the randomness is inherently part of the fun of a role-playing game. Okay, that's fair enough. The uh, This is all coming to me because I started reading the Fat Fetish one, which has which has a scene where the fat character gets stuck in a, uh, in a, in a closet, and all of a sudden the DM goes... Oh no, while you're hiding from the bad guys, your breast milk needs to come out. And it's just like, you can tell that's just a fetish happening. That's just one guy saying to the other guy, I have a breast milk drinking fetish. Could you please describe your character drinking her own breast milk? Yeah. Like, and there's no, there's no role, there's no random encounter check where breast milk is a thing. So that's, that's I got my mind all twisted from that. But there you go. Anyway, so we've established yes. that this game is for playing by post for, uh, in, for, for weirdos, but also occasionally for, for interesting and cool people. <laughs> So all of us... Sure, why not? Why yeah. not? We all have a conditional sort of yes to whether or not we would play this game. Because we're all weirdos who are not remotely interesting or cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. So, I think we're all set. Would anyone like to have any further commentary? No. All right. Well, now you know the rest of the story. Uh, this has been System Mastery, the podcast. You can find us at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or on System Mastery at iTunes or Twitter or Stitcher or Gmail or Facebook, or just leave a comment in the section below to let us know what you think of Made or whatever the the mini animes that we got wrong were, any please, of that. Please post a photograph of yourself in a Made uniform. Oh, God, that's in the book, you know. There's a part in the book where the guy says, what you won't need to play this game, a Made uniform, but if you look good in one, you could send it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is 100% this game. Yep. Mm-hmm, there you are. You don't have to do this. But you could! Alright. Thank you very much for listening, and have a nice day. Ooh.